Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? We in the house for episode 90. Yeah. Man, this week, man, filled, you know, 2020 is, it, it, it sees it closing, and it's like, yo, we need to take some more of these niggas out, yo. 2020 didn't take enough of our, of our loved ones, yo. Fucking... Alex Trebek, R.I.P. No way, for real? Yeah. Damn. 80 years old after his fight with his pancreatic cancer. Legend. Passed away. You know, and, and I was a huge fan of Jeopardy. I love oh, Jeopardy. Yeah. But boy, man, towards the end of Alex's life, I loved him to death, but he was getting ornery, man. <laughs> I loved it. Yo, he was getting spicy with him. But yo. It's right around the time you do that, son. You get, Yeah, you, stop you, giving you a fuck. You feel me? Hell yeah, you got your legacy already. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And it was never unmerited. He, he he never he never called anyone out for uh, not being a weirdo on his show. But um, yeah, nah, man. R.I.P. to Alex Trebek. Um, R.I.P. to to King Vaughn. For sure, that was that's man. surprising, man. That was crazy surprising. I don't know if it was surprising, True. given given his activities. Yeah, and, but yeah. and then it, but I don't know if from what I understand, King Vaughn lived it. A lot of rappers rap it, not not all of them live it. Yep. And unfortunately, King Vaughn lived it. Yep. Um, I I don't know what the final story was. I wasn't sure if they had uh, determined whether he was shot by someone, um, a civilian or an officer. Yeah. They it, um the final report came out that it was a civilian. They already have someone charged for it already. It's mm-hmm. um. And they're saying that uh, the undercovers were there were undercovers at the scene, but it was like a, a a fight which turned into a shootout, which then you know. Okay. The only back. reason why I was dubious of that is because of how quickly they declared who shot him. You know what I mean? Like they still haven't tried the people who shot Triple X. They still haven't put well, the this guy one who... happened outside of a nightclub, and there happened to be security footage. Okay. So they, oh, okay. So there's. There, there's just, there's no denying what happened. It's a no. definitely clear yeah. and shut case. Mm-hmm. Ah, you can pretty it. much see where the fight escalated and where he was. Damn. See, like, I'm not even mad at niggas for fighting in the club. That happens. You got a bunch of people packed together with loud music and alcohol. Fights will happen. The fucking, why I got to escalate to the shooting? You know what I mean? Like, why do we got to go to the irrevocable uh, 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 means of settling a situation? You know, just... Niggas don't settle it with the hands no more. Just, I wonder if, because I definitely feel like we need to do something to stop this cycle. Like, this shit is too crazy. And I I understand that hip-hop music is a music that comes from a cultural struggle. Because of that, and a lot of it's it's bravado and, 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 and certain proclivities of the culture, it leads to confrontation a lot. But we got to find a way to make these confrontations not so deadly. Like, this is crazy. Like, the amount of rappers and talented rappers, that's the part that fucking kills me, is the amount of talented people that are dying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, and, and I don't wish anyone passing away from 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 their lifestyle, but they're taking the best. <laughs> the, the the good always die young. It's, 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 it's a relatively consistent happening. Yeah. And, and hip-hop embodies that a lot, and it's... It's a problem, you know. Whatever we got to do, we got to find a way to get out of this shit, yo. Definitely. Between the drug use, <clears throat> police violence, um, uh, just escalating beef, it, it, it's it, it's too much, you know. Like 
we're we're at such a a place in, in in history where we're starting to make some gains and and even within our own community we're starting to gain some solidarity like cuz cuz you know Vaughn could could have been influential he was so young you know I, and i and and that's one of the reasons why i never I, I hesitated to judge him based on on the stories that he was telling is because he was young you know what i mean he had a lot of growing to do Mm-hmm. And that's that's how a lot of rappers get their starts, telling those exact Absolutely. type of stories. Absolutely. Those are the most visceral stories. <clears throat> man. And he was, man, he was really talented. And I didn't get in. I, I typically stayed away from the Chicago drill scene only because I felt like it was, I, I just, I wasn't part of, like, it, it didn't connect to me. Like, I didn't connect to that lifestyle. But that doesn't detract from the amount of talent that is produced. And that Chicago drill scene, man, gosh. Little Dirk, I know, you know, I'm sending him out some positive energy. I know he was close to Vaughn. I hope everything's all right with him. I know he was going through some shit on social media or whatever. But, yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, getting taken away. Um, and I wanted to just touch on this, actually, speaking about people who were taken away by 2020. Um, Quavon Charlie uh, was a man who was murdered in Louisiana and it's particularly egregious uh, because he was lynched in an imitation style Emmett Till lynching. And it's crazy. Once again, these police officers are trying to say that they're, this is not a homicide. And I just don't understand how they can. If you're just not going to if you're just not going to care about black lives, just say so. But to say that this is not a homicide when this person was beaten, tied to a heavy object and drowned in a river, come on. There's no natural cause of that. This is clearly homicide. This is a person who was killed by other human beings. We need to fucking, like, if you're not going to value that life based on just those circumstances, then just say so. But don't gaslight us and tell us that you care, but this doesn't meet the muster of 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 a of a homicide. That's crazy talk. So R.I.P. to Quavon Charlie. I hope that some justice can come to him. But yeah, man, twenty twenty. It's been brutal with the with the with the murders. But yeah, moving on from from the more dour part of that. Um dude, I want I forgot last time when I was talking about the election results. Congratulations to Corey Bush in Missouri, the first um yeah. African American female um congresswoman for that state. And just just an all-around amazing human being. Like, it, it's so rare that we get humans in Congress. I just, I, I was remiss not to, to, to make sure that I, I point out her victory. And, and that's a, a huge one. Because those southern states, man, it's hard, 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 hard to get any kind of, uh, of position as an African-American female. And, and she has achieved, and she's achieved in... in exemplifying her humanity she didn't do so by kowtowing to the to the to the system and playing their game she did so by being a great human being and so much so that the people in her constituency were like nah we get we would we would be doing ourselves a miss uh, a huge disservice by not putting her in a position to help us so yeah i just wanted to sh- uh, shout out Corey bush congratulations on your victory in missouri um but yeah some other things going on Dude, did you see Blizzard let out their um their uh financial report and they made one point two billion dollars in microtransactions? Sounds about right. Dude, that was that accounts for half of their income. 
can and I and I bring this up because I know in in prior episodes <clears throat> I've talked about can the the video game industry survive um, a banning of microtransactions in the form of at least loot boxes, if not loot boxes and gotcha systems, and that kind of report says no. <laughs> Pretty much that that kind of report, EA and their their legal issues. I don't if they if there's any legal ramifications for these gambling systems, the video game industry is going to change drastically. Because there's there's no way that these companies can continue to to produce. But this is my thing: is that their overhead for production is way low. Of course, because they're not doing shit. Exactly, they're not doing a <clears throat> fucking thing with these games, man. It's not CD, and and that's and that's not to discount the CD Project Reds and the um. And there's a couple of good um. Bioware puts work into games. Um, yeah, we're talking about motherfuckers that put big, a shit ton of microtransactions yeah, in their games the that has EA, nothing to do EA, with actual Activision, gameplay. Ubisoft, Blizzard. Those are the big four that I know of. Um, Bethesda, but they just got bought out by Microsoft. Um, isn't EA Microsoft? I thought EA was Microsoft. Was nah, I no? think I think they're separate. Okay, um, but yeah, there's just these big companies like. I wonder how they're going to maintain in an environment where their main business model is banned and they do not have the infrastructure to create creative games. Now, the thing is, is that the the larger companies do have the money to just pump into their into those departments and say, hey, all right, we're going to, I guess, have to to modernize. But that's it's rare that they pump money into something that 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 isn't a guaranteed return. And video games are not a guaranteed return if, um, unless you have an established franchise like your Final Fantasies and so forth. But those are getting bought up too, which is why I think that um, that's why Microsoft bought Bethesda. Is to, is to acquire IPs that they can then invest actual game development into. Because in, in a world where there's no microtransactions, Bethesdas don't become shitty studios the way they have been. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on in the video game industry. And I'm really looking forward to see where that goes. Because um, that could, that could, because, you know, video games come out in, like, eras. You know what I mean? Like, they have certain, like, there's certain times in which video games have a lot of support. And so there's good games coming out. And there's a lot of people creatively uh, uh, contributing to the community and to the development of games. And then there's times when it's not so much, like now. And so I'm really looking forward to the next kind of wave of video games because I think that they're going to be amazing because the technologies that they have available to them. But yeah. Yeah, they've been putting out some pretty dope stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy, though. But $1.2 billion. A significant amount of that came from Candy Crush, evidently, too. Just to to give some context to those numbers. But yeah. No, dude. Yo, it's crazy. Like, I didn't realize, like, Candy Crush is played, I think the major demographic is like 35 to 45-year-old women. That's pretty funny. And it is like a major moneymaker. Like, that's just crazy. What is it about? I I, I wonder, it's like, what is it about that that game that incites them to just... Because I think it's the kind of game that you spend microtransactions on energy. Yeah. It's uh, like, they enjoy the game, but they suck at it. That's... Uh, Ooh, okay. That's, That's something it. I. So you I run totally out of energy and you that. gotta buy it to keep playing. You uh, wanna play it because it's fun. Yeah, I could never play a game that 
that made me pay for energy like that because yeah, I would be very susceptible to that monetization scheme. I'd be like, uh, Yo, man, I got rid of all them shits off my phone. I don't have a, I don't play a single phone game anymore. Really? Nope. Yeah, not, not a one. Because it, it was like, and, and at the end of the day, I thought I I saw it as like I either quit now or I quit some point down the line. Yeah. yeah. And in between, then it's gonna be the same thing. Like I I played like. I think I played on Marvel Future Fight for probably like three or four years. And I just watched it get dominated. I, I just watched how the game's need for monetization affect every single update. Yeah, the development. It, and it's so detrimental to development. And and when I say development, things like new content. Yeah, and, and um, new concepts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, new, like, new design, you know, yep. upgrade, system upgrades. You know, this game, because these games, you know, what... This is a new paradigm where games are being the same games being played over four years, and it's not being played over four years because you're replaying old content. Yep, you're re, you're you're playing the game for new content, new story, new you know that's part of development, all of that stuff. And so this paradigm, microtransactions, they have to find a new way to monetize it. And I have a feeling it's going to go the way of subscriptions. And I'm not too opposed to that. I think that I if if my mobile game I had a two dollar subscription per month. I I find that reasonable. Yeah, I pay two dollars a month to receive all of the or the or the chance to achieve all of the content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's just it's too lucrative. I I don't ever see them taking these gotcha systems out just because the, even the, they could give you a full game all around it, but just the presence of that gotcha system and the ability to siphon people's money is just. Yep. Too lucrative. It will always, uh, it will always cause <clears throat> them to incentivize monetization. Yeah, they're gonna have to ban them. Yep. They're gonna have to ban that altogether because otherwise, it just makes no sense for them not to put it in there. They will. They ma- can do everything in their world, the in, in their power to make the game playable without spending money, and for you to achieve everything without spending money. But just the presence of it there means people will spend money on it. It's a fucking weird thing. And just because people will spend money. On it means that they will find ways to incentivize you to spending money on it. Yeah, it's the, it creates a bitch, uh, uh, a really uh, shitty chicken and egg situation, a really terrible negative feedback loop. Yeah, bad news, bad news, bad news. But anyway, hopefully we'll see some progress in that in the twenty in the story of twenty twenty one. One of the storylines could be the revolution of the video game industry. But boy, man, would that be a come from behind story, man? What a Cinderella season that they would have, the fucking in video game industry, because it got ugly. It got ugly. I mean, at this point, it's it's still kind of ugly. They they literally are just rehashing sports games. Like, there's no development that goes into those games anymore. Well, they I even mean, tried to they even know, tried to mass uh, mass produce Mass Effects <laughs> once. But did you hear? There's once. good news. The next one is supposed to be a, a heralding of the Mass Effect one in two days. I'll believe it when I see it. Also, I if it's EA, I probably still won't play it because they got this stupid ass Origin. fucking EA play yeah. shit. Yeah, like what is that? Fuck y'all niggas, bro. Why I'm do I need a fucking third party to another middleman between I'm, me and the game, bro? Get out of here, man. That's absolutely not something that the video game industry is asking for. Is the is the movement to all online? Like I don't. I want to be able to purchase my game. Have my PlayStation not plugged into the internet, not connected to the wireless, put my game disc into my video game console, and play my game. I, I do not want that to go away. But they definitely are trying to push for it. Like, they are pushing 
with everything they have to make that like oh, uh, the norm, which is online gaming. And even in the new systems, like to the point where they're producing two systems, they're going to phase out the, the physical disk systems. And I think one, maybe two generations. Definitely. I, I, I'm dubious that the next generation. I mean, the only reason why they hadn't, why they haven't already is because they needed to sell consoles. They had to partner up with Blu-ray in order to get PS4 off the ground. Thank goodness. I'm glad that they did, man, because I would be pissed off if my, if, if I, my only option was a uh, digital-only PS5. But now that I think about it, I don't know. They might not. You feel me? There's a specific relationship between um, uh, uh, PlayStation and discs. So going completely online, uh, uh, they would they, they would definitely be losing a part of their... Um, like uh, Because essentially their partnership was always like, we're not only a game console, you can also watch movies on our joint. Yeah. It's an entertainment system. Yes. Yeah, Sony Entertainment so, System. Yeah, it's not just video they games. They would have to find a replacement for that partnership if they did away with hard disks. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know why they would. I don't know if it's profitable. Because I know a lot of people who genuinely use their PS4 as an entertainment system. Yeah, like, as another media they, device. Yeah, uh, even they, they use it for online media and physical media. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. There's that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to see where the video game industry uh, progresses towards. What else has been going on? Um, dude, did you see uh, Dave Chappelle on fucking SNL? Yeah, that shit was legendary. Yo, that nigga's monologue was like 16-minute monologue? That shit was dope. Epic. Shit and, was dope. I, and Dave Chappelle is one of the few people who make, consistently make skits that I, that I like on SNL. Like, I like all of his skits. Like, because I remember I was referencing this before. I don't like most of the skits I see on SNL. They hit. And when they hit, they hit hard. They don't frequently hit on a whole episode worth of skits. Right. This episode, woo. But yo, Dave killed yeah, it Dave on his monologue. Funny. Um, I'm, I, I thought I'm it was really f- funny that Dave is the only person that can say nigga on SNL. Yeah. Oh yeah. Multiple times and, and in the sketches and smoking cigarette. Well, the, sk- the cigarette <laughs> thing that's normal because you know he just pays the fine up front and then just fucking he can just smoke all night. Yeah. And that's his thing. You don't perform nowhere without no cigarette. Ain't that baller? Because that fine is ridiculous. It's like twenty five thousand dollars. Probably, yeah. And he's that. That's how baller Dave is. Like he just pays that shit yep. just to smoke. Yep. Don't tell me shit. Don't tell me shit. Don't tell me about no laws. Don't tell me nothing. You're gonna find. I wish me. I could just right, walk into a go. place and be like, "Here's the money. Don't bother me." <laughs> you feel me? Just, it's like, feel me. I'm sure twenty five grand is more than enough to get the fucking two cigarette uh, worth of smoke well, out of your and, fucking and place. It's not meant to be paid. That fine is meant to be purely <laughs> deterrent. Uh, deterrent. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's willing to pay it is just how bossy he is, nigga. I love mm-hmm. Dave, dude. Dave and Dave. I love Dave so much because he never sacrifices humanity to his celebrity. It's a very delicate balance to be able to maintain because the fact of the matter is is that celebrity is dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. The true. act of being a celebrity is deifying. It's supernatural, and that is not human. And so the fact that we are exemplifying these people in that way and realities dictates that they are just humans, it's a very dehumanizing experience. And that could cause some some cognitive dissonance in people. Dave has done a great job of centering himself and bringing himself back to reality, despite how amazingly fucking famous this man is. And that whole story about his grandfather and 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 him being and, and, he, and he wrapped it up like nigga you ain't getting paid but and <laughs> one thing I love about oh you getting sold more than me me yeah 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 <laughs> but um 
one thing I love about Dave's comedy is I don't think a lot of people get the joke is that Dave says shit to laugh at you because you laughed at something that wasn't funny. <laughs> you just laughed at something that shouldn't That's have been silly. laughed at. And I'm laughing at you. And the audience that really gets it is laughing at you, not at the what I said, because what I said was just tragic. And it's not even like it's tragic in the way where we can reflect on it and laugh at it. We're still going through it. That's what he was trying to get at. You know what I mean? He was trying to get at the fact that we are not out of this tragedy and this election is just maybe one step in the mo- in a more positive direction. You know what I mean? I love, yo, I love that shit. Because you hear people laughing all throughout his monologue at parts that aren't punchlines. And I'm just like, oh, you just don't get the jokes. <laughs> you really don't get the jokes. You just know that you're supposed to laugh at Dave Chappelle. And that's the crazy part is that that's a cultural phenomenon, what a cultural phenomenon he is. That people laugh at him because they know they're supposed to laugh at him. He's like a laugh track. He's like a walk, his voice is like a walking laugh track. And regardless of whether people get the joke or not, they laugh. But yeah, a lot of Dave Chappelle's jokes, and I think that that's why he felt bad about that whole story about why he left Chappelle's show. It's like, nah, you can't be laughing at me. You're supposed to be laughing with me. I'm telling these jokes to laugh at you. <laughs> not, not, to, not to let you indulge in your racist fantasies. That's not what we're here for. But yeah, Dave Chappelle on SNL was great. Um, it's funny because I'm not a huge fan of um, Foo Fighters, but because I watch so much Sesame Street, I fucking Dave Grohl, I see him all the time. Mm-hmm. And Love me some Foo Fighters. Bro, you know what I realized is like a lot of people, I think, create a huge fan following among children because they show up on Sesame Street. Like Kendrick will probably know who Jason Derulo is. Because he's not because he consumes his music, but he sees them all the time on Sesame Street, you know. And I, and I do like that they they brought in out some of the celebrities that they expose kids to because Tiffany Haddish is on there. That's funny. Um, the, the chick from uh, from Broad City, um, not not the the one with the shorter curly hair, not the one with the straight hair. I don't know their names, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, she's she plays Miss Noodle. Um, but yeah, and I think that that's cool. I like that. Key, uh, uh, Keegan was on there. Uh, Keegan Key was on um, uh, was on an episode, nice. and it was actually a bomb episode. I'm sitting here talking about Sesame Street. Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just made that connection that a lot of people become famous in in younger demographics because of appearances on that show and how widespread it is. But um, I don't remember how I started talking about that shit. Um, Moving on from the entertainment news, because there wasn't too much going. Oh, you know what I did want to um, mention? I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I think he's a St. Louis artist, I want to say, named Smino. Okay. Are you familiar with him? I am not. I, I, I'm not sure if it's Smino or Shmino, but it's spelled S-M-I-N-O. Yo, the man is talented. Super duper talented. And I know I got his 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 home city wrong, and I'm and I feel really bad about that, but... I'm just a I'm a, I'm a neophyte uh, uh, fan, but yo, the man is killing it. He and and he's been in a ton of features, like he was all over the features, and that's how I originally became familiar with him. He did a colors performance, which was super creative, and that really put me on to like, yo, this dude is is a artist artist. He's a visual artist. He's a musical artist. He's a performance artist. Like he's an artist artist artist. That's dope. And I really appreciate him for that, yo. And that nigga. And, and and I love it because he brings that hood aesthetic, that 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 
culturally African-American aesthetic to it. And that shit is super powerful. I really uh, appreciate his music. But I wanted to just touch on that before I moved off the entertainment news. Moving on into some of the politics news. Uh, so a lot of people have been talking about what uh, what we're going to do uh, when it's time to remove the, the, the tangerine terror from office. <laughs> and uh, I was with, and, and somebody had mentioned like, man, I wonder what his concession speech is going to sound like. And I was like, Lola. wow. I, I want to take bets. Do you think that he can give a concession speech? There will not be a concession speech from Donald Trump at all. Do you think there will be a speech? Well, I mean, and I mean, directed towards the public in reference to his office. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll have another rally where he's claiming that he'll continue the, the lawsuits. For sure, yeah. For sure. I don't oh, expect dude. him to drop that at any point. So did you see that he set up his last press conference at uh, the Four Seasons Total Landscaping? That's just uh, another example of expert planning from the Trump administration. That's what that is about. Feel me? Well, no. Well, first of all, I, I at first that's what I first thought, but then I heard Ju- Rudy Giuliani's uh, statements, and then I realized, like, I think that a Trump staffer just saved Rudy Giuliani's Giuliani's life. This nigga intended on going to Philadelphia in a public place. To tell Philadelphians that their city is corrupt and they fundamentally do not know how to count votes and that this national election is being corrupted by them to their face. I have a feeling that the staffer was like, I cannot send him in public and do this. Yo, no, your imagination would is riot. wild. Son. They would have rioted. Your imagination is wild. So you think that there was someone in Giuliani's camp that was like, oh no, no, no. I care. Or, Not in Giuliani's camp. In the because Trump administration? Is, in in where? From where was this person? Somewhere in, in the staff of the White House. Okay, so you think that someone that in the staff of the White House knowing cared that they, so they much have to about Giuliani no, 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 that no, they, they care about their job because they know that if that staffer whoever plans the event that has Giuliani go in public and say that, if that shit erupts in violence, that's their ass. They will be held responsible for doing that. And so they, knowing that this is the end of an administration, I, mean, I, think that's I don't want to stri- lose my job and I want to possibly <laughs> be able to keep it. Said, let me just put this nigga in the middle of fucking nowhere so that no one shows up and let him say his bullshit and get his shit off without having the city fucking revolt on his ass yo i do not think that this nigga could i go see your into... scenario and i think it is ridiculous i honestly think that they just failed to plan and planned to fail like i don't think it was that involved that's too, <laughs> nah, that's too obvious yo no nah, because the thing is is like okay you book it at the the four seasons total landscaping mm-hmm. you gotta call them you gotta do call you them though? You gotta, you can't, nah, B. <laughs> I, 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 even is, though Rudy Giuliani, even though utmost. Rudy Giuliani is a clown, that nigga still has actual clout. He still rolls with an entourage of people. Like there's still but people. But you still don't to, just show up to handlers. a venue. Like you still need security. Just for that's my own. point. Yes, it, it, that's why my, it, my. I'm saying that he does. He could show up there with his security, and because he's Giuliani, you couldn't kick him out. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying that no one called total. The, the four the four seasons total. That's not at all what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, I, I just I just don't. I thought it was. I think it's an honest m- mistake by the Trump administration. Nah, that is all. I, I'm I saying. think that that's highly improbable. Sure, that's crazy. You're right. They don't because make, make the mistakes at all. You got to sure. set it up. You got to set it up. Like it's a press conference. <laughs> they knew ahead of time that they were going there. Trump tweeted it out. 
He even tweeted it. He wrote it down in his diary. For sure, I he got said, you. They was trying to save to Giuliani. I got you. That's it. That's that's your. I think they that's were trying to save said. their job. I don't think anyone has any personal love for Giuliani. But I think that they just didn't want to have it on their head that they started a riot I by putting this thing in the middle think, of Philadelphia to I have him yell about the corruption of the people. That it is wild that at this point is where they would start caring about their job before any of the other points where Giuliani was doing or saying something ridiculous. No, but I don't think that. No, I think that there was a high per chance that this could have gone way left. If and I'm just saying. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani no, I, in the I, middle of a city surrounded by Philadelphia. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't believe it. Super on edge. Super <laughs> duper on edge after what's been going on in this city just to tell them that they're the ones correct. I don't know. I think that I hear I you. there was a legitimate fear. I just don't believe it. You I feel feel it. I just, legitimate fear like, oh, this could end bad. You feel, hey, man. <laughs> to me, yeah, that's a stretch. When Rudy goes, on, goes on, on CNN and tells them to shut up and that they're stupid, he was only hurting himself. But I, I I feel like somebody decided. Listen, this can cause a lot of people to get hurt in the environment, and let's not let's not because that's too egregious of a mistake. The Four Seasons that's Total crazy. Landscaping. How the fuck? But it's like what's they, so egregious. They, the four did they type in Four Seasons and Google Maps. L- and just literally, say, that's what we're doing. If you're too close there. to the Four Seasons, <laughs> if you're too close to the Four Seasons uh, um, landscaping company, then you are to a Four Seasons hotel. You just type that shit in Google. It just might send you to the landscaping people. You feel me? And then at the no, last no, moment, they, when you can't book a moment, Four Seasons. Why did Trump t- Trump tweeted about it prior? Me no know bridging. I tell you, all me I tell you says me don't believe your story. That, that, no, that, my, no I, me I, I, tell I think my story is more plausible than that's than, fine. Than, I, I just say obviously you believe it's more plausible. I'm just saying yeah, that I just don't believe it. That's all. There's <laughs> what, but I mean these are the people who who had to. Who had to bust like, people I to a cornfield? I have no field. idea why you're putting How do you have to bust people to a cornfield, nigga? Thank you. How like, do you bust people to a cornfield? <laughs> just go to the fucking cornfield, nigga. It's a cornfield. There's nothing around it. Yo, it's so weird that this administration who's failed so much, you're like, there's no way that they could ever make such a mistake. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they. I'm just saying that they. That's Because I'm assuming that that mistake also includes the uh the four seasons total landscaping because i'm under i'm just under this impression that they had to have contacted them and at some point talked to someone and said hey we're gonna have a press conference at your location and then the person on the other end had to say but we just store lawn maintenance equipment um are they paying you to use their parking lot are you paying to be this or or was the person on the four seasons click or if the person at the Four Seasons Total Landscape was like, oh, this is going to be a lick. I got you this. You feel me? Like, that's that's that, plausible. That is complete. That's free advertising for this you right there. Oh, that's a lick. And, and, that's free and advertising. You, you At no point did you mislead them. You didn't solicit them. You feel didn't me? advertise to them. Some and they called you and said they want to come there and ask, give you money. Because they got to pay for it. Exactly. This nigga was like, yo, I'm giving you a fuck ton of money to show up and do my thing at your venue. And you're like, my venue? Yeah. All right, yeah. How much? Oh yeah, oh, hell for sure. Yeah. Oh for hell sure. yeah, hell yeah. This is COVID, nigga. We ain't doing shit. You feel me? Like <laughs> that. That is such an easy mistake to make. Oh man, that's great. Oh, what a fucking idiot, bro. Man, all this stuff, dude. Did you see fucking Van Jones on CNN? Fucking gosh, the coonery is so high, bro. This nigga <laughs> was crying, balling for Biden. Oh, bro. he was balling. No, that's I mean funny. sobbing for Biden's that's victory. Pretty funny. 
My it's man's face was sodden. I'm talking about how much easier it is to be a dad. But, you know, was a I was I'm, like, I'm not going to do fuck that. Out of my because face. people are always being like, men should be more open with their emotions and shit. That, that I understand. That stuff, I understand. So, you know, but let him cry. Let him have his tears. Nah, not here though. Not that. Not for that. I, if he was talking, if I could understand if he was talking about something more personal, but to cry over a <laughs> Biden victory is just so disingenuous. <laughs> He loves Joe, bro. <laughs> oh, it made me want to throw up. And this is this is Van Jones, the guy who who fucking has been kowtowing to white supremacists for the, for the past four years in the name of bipartisanship. Like my thing is, is like this is not normal Republicans. This is not bipartisanship. This is you working. It's like that whole. It, it's funny because Michael Chase tells a joke about uh, somebody who uses the phrase like, uh, "I really screwed the pooch on this one." And they're like, "What? It's a turn of phrase. It means I made a mistake." And it goes, and he goes, "No, it means you you fucked a dog. I, that doesn't mean you made a mistake. It means you had sex with a dog. That's what that phrase means." It's like when people are like, "No, no, I was working with with Jared Kushner and and Donald Trump on the on the side of bipartisanship." It's like, "No, you were working with white supremacists. That's what you were doing. You could you could say it means whatever you want, but the actual statement is, I worked with white supremacists." That's it. Pretty much. And that is the problem, is that if we don't ever put a an outer limit on what we're willing to deal with, white supremacists will always come to the table and expect us to negotiate with them. Yep. Because we keep on negotiating with them. No, we don't accept that. We have never once put the elimination of white people on the table legitimately. We've had our extremist factions. of the country voted for a man that was willing to put the removal of minorities from this country on the table. Fuck that. Sorry. And, 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 you know, yeah, hooray. And I don't want to poo-poo all the people who are happy for Biden and happy for Kamala and all of that stuff. But first of all, let's, and, and I'm glad that the black vote turned out in key states, but let's not forget that it was still overwhelmingly white people who had to decide this election. Yes, black people turned key states. Congratulations to Georgia. That was one of the big ones. Latinos turned out in Nevada, maintained it blue. Good job. I think they, they flipped, Latinos flipped Arizona. So everyone did their part in their, in their little regions. But don't forget, the vast majority of people who had to vote for Biden were white. So like we did our little piece, but we're still participating in their system. And we're still was still bargaining with people who don't have our best interest in mind. And so that's my focus is once we have people who have our best interest in mind, then we can start to really celebrate and cry and sob because we genuinely will have people who will try to move this country towards healing that fucking gash of racial inequality that exists. But that is what it is. You know, I just, I just is so disgusted to watch a grown man cry on TV like that. It's like, come on, man. Like, this is not what you want to be crying for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, were you crying when that little girl was fucking run over in Mississippi and the grand jury decided to let the woman go? No charges, no no restitution. Did you cry for that? Because that shit made me want to fucking cry. But you over here fucking crying for some fucking white dude and a half Indian, half black woman who got into office who are who have yet to prove at all that they are willing to do anything in the best interest of this community. Like, come on, bro. That's 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 what I mean. That's the disingenuousness of it. Like, there's a lot of shit on TV worth crying over. 
I'm sorry. I don't know if Joe and Kamala are it. That's just me. Be happy for them and be joyous. I understand that. But to get to the point of sobbing on TV, that's a very extreme emotion to me. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be open with it, but I don't believe that that's genuine given the situation, given given the the, the seriousness of what's on the table. But that's just me. I'm a, I've been told several times to leave Jan- Van Jones the fuck alone. So. <laughs> nah, seriously, yo, Twitter got on that's me. It was like, yo, Van Jones is a treasure. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> My bad. That's hilarious. But yeah, it's it's one of those things, and 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 that's what I hate about it. And it's a, it exemplifies the this doctrine that the that that uh, Democrats in America have, where when Republicans uh, win, they completely fucking ignore the left. We won. You lost. Shut the fuck up and let us leave. <laughs> that's what they do. When the left wins, when Democrats win, they go, "Hey, we need to move towards the middle." We got to create coalitions to move towards the, the Republicans. And we got to be civil and, bi- and, and bipartisan in everything we do. And it's like, what the fuck is your problem? They will not. I get it. If we were in a vacuum and this was the first time and we were trying to establish a system of working with other people, then I sure. Didn't know they would do that. But no, we have fucking hundreds of years. Dude, we're hundreds of years into this country. That has never been the political climate, ever. So, so stop imagining it. Left, lead like the left should. Be progressive. Get changes. Try to actually fix some of the problems so that, guess what? Next time, if they want to repudiate those changes for the better, let them repudiate the changes for the better. But let them have to do so through their vote. You know what I mean? Like If they don't like all of the things that, that, that you said you were going to do when you f- were running— that won you the election, if you're not going to do them, then this is why I don't believe that voting in in presidential elections is is meaningful. You know, it's just, they have, we have too much evidence that they're not going to listen. And they need to now start showing us more evidence that they will. That's just my opinion. But yeah, the, the, uh, the, the one of the first things that we got to see the Democrats start doing is stop capitulating to the right when they win. You won. Lead <laughs> like you said you would. Stop moving to the fucking right to the people who didn't vote for you. You still you're still their leader, yes. But guess what? Medicare for all is still gonna fucking help them. You don't have to capitulate to them and make your Medicare for all less effective because they are gonna bitch about the better health care that they're getting. <laughs> Let them bitch. That's what having a child is like. Like being a parent has prepared me so much more. For, for being in the political spectrum because like sometimes it's like no i'm changing your diaper because you don't want shit to sit in your ass all day you can cry you can kick you can scream but i'm still going to change your diaper and it's for your own good you know what i mean give medicare for all for the country because it's for their own good even if a vast majority of them are too stupid to put on a mask over their nose it's okay guess what you don't have to capitulate to them you can drag them to a better place kicking and screaming it's okay (laughs) But the Democrats are too scared to fucking, and you can see it. And 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 I and it's so funny because I see liberal parents and they treat their kids the same way. Like they they don't discipline their children and they don't they don't do they don't tell their children like listen. And then they wonder why their children don't trust that they know what's best. It's because they're always capitulating to their child. So the child automatically assumes, oh, I know best. 
No, they don't. They're incomplete humans. They are humans, and they should be treated with respect, but they are incomplete. And so they should also be treated like they're stupid, because they are. And that's okay. It's a byproduct of being a child. Raise them. And it's a byproduct of being a Republican, evidently. They're stupid. <laughs> you just got to treat them. Treat them with respect, but treat them like they're stupid. It's what it is. I don't know, man. I wonder if that'll ever catch on. <laughs> but yeah. Not a whole lot uh, else has been goings on. Um, did you uh, hear that Zoom has invited a new member to their board? A one minute, uh, one Miss Janet Napolitano. Are you familiar with her? I am not. She is the uh, director of the Department of Homeland Security. Lol. Department of Homeland Security. So much for Zoom. I ain't doing shit over Zoom. And you know what's crazy is like a lot of progressive organizations like Black Men Build and so forth. And I know Cornell West heavily and anyone who podcasts in general with people remotely. Zoom is going to be like on it, monitoring it. You know what I mean? And that and it's not that anything problematic is happening, but it's just. Why are they watching? Oh, no, I like, think not it is. I'm fairly certain. Uh, I, I think it was Zoom that said that um, one of the reasons why they don't encrypt their shit is because it would be more difficult for them to give it their shit to police. Absolutely, yeah. To Absolutely. law enforcement. So, like, there but is... See, but see, that, that, I don't, that is even... That's part of their platform. And if they want to work with them closely there, that's one thing. But actually having someone from the Department of Homeland Security on their board is going to create a level of engagement with them which yeah. is now just a surveillance platform it's gonna be built into the framework oh absolutely absolutely so yeah i, I will never touch zoom again <clears throat> i don't think zoom should is something that people should really fuck with if they can help it i know that it's right now the backbone of our fucking of, of our remote lives in this uh corona and i really hope that people fight back against the long-term changing of society towards a Zoom-oriented environment rather than going back eventually in the future after we get a better hold on this pandemic to a, you know, more in-person, you know, physical uh, social environment. But, yo, if we don't, gosh, man, they're just... It sucks, man. It, it really sucks. This American society and society at large, like the great global society that's being created in all the like the big first world countries, is really becoming a, a a fucking a terrible place to be, you know. And and I I really within myself I debate whether are the trappings of society worth it because I know I can survive on a very on, on a on a more austere living. Uh, condition i don't mind small small island living i'm cool with it you know what i mean um is it worth all of the things that i get you know steady internet uh access to entertainment stuff like that is that really worth living in this over fucking policed over surveilled uh like trap because that's what this country is. is america is the trap you know we're the world's trap we're 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 the the global trap house. Yep, spent a lot of money looking pretty. You know what I mean? Like, they the the drugs are manufactured here. They're sold here. You could do them here. You know what I mean? Like this America is the global trap house. You know, is it worth staying here f- for the few things that you can get outside of that? 
Because I don't think that there's, I don't think that the benefits are all that much, especially now that we're being forced inside. Now that we're spending most of ours, I could make a decent indoor living pretty much anywhere. The only thing I genuinely require is electricity and a, you know, hopefully a good internet connection. But even that, that could be, that could be put together. Satellite internet communications is a thing. And so it's like, I don't know, man. The political environment is toxic. The entire governmental structure structure is broken. The culture of this country is not something that I really subscribe to. Um, and still, there's good people in this country. Don't even get it twisted. For sure. I still have met people that I love and endear and I think are amazing people here. Absolutely. Despite all of the fucking toxicity of this this place. And so, you know... I stay here mainly to to maintain those relationships, but boy, man, I would love to just take my family and up and dip, bro. I would love to just like, you know, be out in the bush and just broadcast from someplace <laughs> with a nice little, you know what I mean, satellite connection and just chill. Just chill. I mean, remember. Cultivate a little product. Broadcasting for me. You can always record it there and move it to someplace and send it off from there. True. You know what I mean? True, true, true. Which, you know, and that, that's a lifestyle that I know a lot of people do. Like, they live off the grid and then they travel to to connected places, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever. Which is, you know, and it's funny because I know up in Palos Verdes, it's kind of like that. Because getting off the hill so is, is very yeah. difficult and, and, and well, it's not difficult, but it requires some driving. And the internet sucks. I know people, when oh, I used to work at the library, I, when I used to work at the library, let me tell you, that there were so sense. many, and, and the houses are, are old, so unless you live in, even some of the million dollar houses don't have good AC, and so they'll come and that just spend time in the lazy, <laughs> they'll come and spend time in the library just so they don't run their AC all day. White that people are so sense. fucking cheap, and those are all rich people, by the way. Those aren't poor white people. That's I mean, there are poor white people that go to the library. But... Well, that's how you keep your money is by government subsidies. <laughs> that's yes, when it comes to big big money. But that's how you keep your personal money is being frugal. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 was that was that was always a, a thing. But yeah, off on that tangent, I'm really interested to see. Like, oh, man, I don't want to. I really hope that we can move back to that more social go outside environment, especially in Cali. That's one of the draws of being in Cali, going outside people, the women, weed and weather, all of which require you to leave your home unless you're growing. You know what I mean? Like it definitely detracts significantly from some of the benefits of, of, of being in California, being stuck inside. And I hope that we, we move away from that because I'm sure, because I'll just become increasingly more antisocial if everyone moves towards online. I'll be like, I'm not going online, so I guess I'll just be here by myself. <laughs> wait wait till find to some some similarly minded people who aren't interested in meeting face-to-face. And I mean, you say that shit. like it's such a bad thing. You say that? <laughs> no, I don't value that. I don't think that humans flourish in that in that in that uh, environment. But it's okay. Like I don't know, man. That's literally that's me. That's me. Like I like a small circle. I don't like. I, oh, no, no, no. I, I get a small circle, but I don't like seclusion. It's not. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to to have a small circle, and it's one thing to have a small circle and to cultivate your experiences outside your house. Very very. Uh, let's say frugally, but it's another thing to be secluded. I don't know, man. You know, secluded I, is, a, is, a, is a different type of thing. Um, like the Unabomber was secluded. 
You know what I mean? It, I mean, I guess if you that, have like different. one definition of secluded, but like I personally would like that. Like you remember, remember when you mentioned that your mom had a place up north that was like far away from everybody else. I'm like, and I was like, yo, that sounds absolutely dope. Like, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. like that type of that type of seclusion. I think is for me personally. Oh, but yeah, I don't consider that secluded because I mean, she's got neighbors within you know a couple acres away from her. So right, so that's why I say crazy. it seems yeah. like you have a very specific idea. Yeah, of seclusion. when I say seclusion, I mean like. Living up in Big Bear in a cabin by yourself, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's secluded. Like you literally have to go a mile to the to your next closest neighbor type of thing. That's some shit that that I don't know. I don't think we do our best there. And I also don't think we do our best when we're packed on top of each other in projects. Like that's not it either. You know what I mean? We got to be close enough so that we have easy access to positive social experiences, but also far enough away to where we have our own private. Uh, uh, area in which we can cultivate and grow ourselves and 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 mold ourselves into the person we want to present to the outside world. I think that's a very important balance, and that balance is different for each person. Some people be, need more inside time than outside time, whether it's personal preference or necessity. And some people need to constantly be ingratiated with that physical contact with other people and they 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 prefer but you have to balance it somehow you can't be all of one and none of the other that shit don't work and that's and that's what i that's what comes to mind when i think of seclusion is all of one and none of the other you know like all of the the alone time none of the social time that i don't that i don't think is healthy but you know if you skew on the side of more personal time than social time i think that's fine that's that's just a personal preference thing you know but yeah that's uh pretty much all we got for you from this here weekend. I hope all you guys had a good one. Uh, definitely hit us up. Follow us on the uh, social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Kareem underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on the Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can catch me at Rico underscore G South. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly learn from. Have a good one, guys. Good night. Take it easy.